0: Hey, welcome to the ANN After Show. I'm Lindsay Loveridge, Executive Editor of Anime News Network. And with me today is Mr. AJ Cosplay of the Cartoon Cypher. Jackie is still out this week because she's hosting E3 because she's super cool. So if you've been watching E3, you've probably seen Jackie a few times doing interviews, stuff like that. There's been some oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exciting news coming out of there that I have not kept up with. That's like my one area of hindsight. I heard Capcom was on today and they didn't do anything and. Most of what I've heard is that their announcements are really disappointing. But we're not going to actually be talking about E3 today. Um, We're going to be talking about Netflix Geeked Week. And of course, My Hero Academia episode 100. So before uh, we get to anime, I kind of wanted to run down all those anime-esque... Well, I guess it's really anime announcements coming to Netflix. First, I wanted to start out with Make My Day, which is this 3D CG film. The key visual actually has me pretty intrigued, but then I went and looked up the staff for this and the staff are mostly newbies, except for the mechanical designer. And i will get to that Mm -hmm. in a minute, but it's going to be a 3d CG film animated in Taiwan,
1: but -hmm. directed
0: by uh, Makoto Honda, who I would never heard of before. And that's because they've never directed anything before to my knowledge and written by Yumiko Yoshizawa, who also, to my knowledge, has never written a screenplay before either. So that makes me a little wary, despite how cool the initial poster is. What what it really has going for it is the mechanical designs are by Shoji Kawamori, who you may know as... Shoji Kawamori is uh, really well known for his work on Macross. So I expect some really cool uh, rockets, and I have no idea what to expect from the rest of it. Uh, Flip Flappers, I don't know if anyone here watched that. That was kind of uh, underdog title from a couple years ago, Magical Girl Show. It's really good. I recommend it highly. It's a uh, kind of cerebral show. So Kiyotaka Oshiyama from that is also working on it. But otherwise, I, I don't know. I'm uh, withholding judgment, I guess. Yeah, I, I get major Knights of Sidonia and even a little bit of
1: Ava vibes from the from the poster.
0: Something's it's in almost, that hole, right?
1: Like, we don't yeah, know yeah, what it is. It. The hole almost looks like maybe they're drilling something or maybe there's a colony underneath there a la uh, Gurren Lagann. The ship specifically looks like something out of Knights of Sidonia.
0: Yeah, um, it kind of looked a little bit like a, reminded me of like an X-Wing fighter without the, the X part of it, but it's got that sleek sleek design. Hey, yeah, happy Pride Month. Yeah, it does. Someone yep, in the comments. Happy Pride Month, happy Pride month 100% co-host here is definitely bisexual and definitely a fan of pride so you know uh drop those emoji flags in there i'm all for it <laughs> oh yeah heck yeah um, so uh yeah so for that film not not sure i get what i was gonna say about it, as far as it being mostly like an indie or not indie but unknown folks newbie, is that I mean, it was newbies that made Odd Taxi, and that's, like, one of my favorite shows this season, so you can't can't count people out just because you haven't seen anything they've done before. So, what right. I am pretty skeptical about is Bright Samurai Soul. So, this is another film. Now, the key art, again, looks really, really good, right? Like, it reminds me a little bit of, like, a woodblock print, and this is based off, it's a spinoff of the live-action film that starred Will Smith, and... I'm sure other people were in it too, but mostly I just remember Will Smith and it was a fantasy buddy cop movie. So they've decided to take that concept, move it into uh, samurai era, Japan and kind of roll with it. Um, in the original bright movie that, you know, monster races coexisted with humans. So that's what it has going for there. But as far as uh, who's behind it, they've got a seasoned script writer for it. Michiko Yokote has worked on a ton of stuff, She's got a, a very, very long list of, of script writing credits. And it'll also be 3D CG. So that's, again, where I was like, wait, because the key art looks gorgeous, but that's not probably what it's going to look like. Hmm. And the studio is called Erect, but spelled with an A. Maybe it's Erect. I don't know. Uh, sorry, <laughs> <Adrian>. <laughs> I, just, I, like, I never noticed this that. Out of the way now, OK? Um, the studio, you might not recognize the studio name, but they actually did a lot of 3D CG for the last uh, Attack on Titan season. So hmm. maybe okay. was, so don't expect like the polygon pictures look. It might actually look halfway decent. Um, the director also previously worked on Children of Wales, which I've read some of the manga for that, and it was really good, but that's an uh, anime series streaming on Netflix. And he also directed Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop, which is like a romantic comedy anime film that actually finished last year, but it still hasn't come out due to covid so that one is like mm, they've got a good script writer they've got an experienced director and they've got a decent 3d cg studio on it so maybe it'll be good no matter what you think of the will smith film aj you said you saw that movie could you like quickly sum up your your thoughts on the original uh it was okay Okay. there was
1: a good amount of hype around it because it's like oh uh it was kind of because a lot of directors and actors are moving over to uh make their own projects with Netflix and everything. And this was kind of Will Smith's okay. thing. It was OK. It was, it was like you said, it was a buddy cop movie um, with a lot of very heavy, very obvious um, racism allegories between humans and the monsters. Uh, my biggest takeaway was that I wish it was a bit more creative because uh, everything was played relatively straight. You could have replaced the, the monsters with Typically marginalized people, and not much of it would change. You didn't really okay. get much of the fantasy element. I thought the makeup was great. Yeah, um, especially so that's something at- that
0: won't really be applicable in a right.
1: Yeah, I guess when this was announced, my biggest question was why, Bright? <laughs>
0: yeah, I <laughs> like, guess it wasn't, like who asked?
1: No who? one asked for a spinoff of this. No, I don't even think anyone was thinking about the movie anymore because mm-hmm. it's been out, came out a few years ago, and like yeah. after that initial weekend. Everyone just kind of stopped talking about it, so
0: which is sort of the Netflix model, anyway. That's it goes up know, on there.
1: That that is true, but you could still like go back to things on yeah. Netflix. Like people were still talking about Castlevania, and we'll get to that in a bit. When like each season dropped or, or series dropped, and some people are still talking about like like Zack Snyder's zombie movie that just came out. Though I think that just. Yeah, was uh,
0: I was going to say Dawn of the
1: Dead, but that's wrong. No, um, no that's, it's Dawn of the Dead. I can't remember the name either. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, but people are still kind of talking about that. This this dropped like, immediately in terms of like online engagement and people talking about it. So it just feels weird that years later, Netflix says, we're going to do a spinoff on that one Will Smith buddy cop movie that no one's really talking about anymore. Well, and
0: I'm like, make it take place in Japan. And and we're, yeah, we're,
1: It's going to be a CG anime that takes place that might it might just end up being that exact same concept in Japan, and that
0: kind of feels like I wonder if it'll be able to compete with, like, say, Yasuke, for example, which ended That's up being, a uh, you know, a six episode series that had samurai time period, but then robots and aliens and all other sorts of craziness. So, yeah, I'll, I'll maybe I'll check it out once the. It's going to depend a lot on the trailer and how the animation actually looks once we get to see it. And I think that's the case for me for a lot of 3D CG films. Um, another one that's attached to a really popular franchise IP is The Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohirrim. <laughs> like, I thought ro- it was Rohirrim. Maybe it's Rohirrim. Yeah. I like my version better, but yes. Um, so this is also, I think they're doing this as a partnership With Adult Swim, right? Because Jason DeMarco was promoting it a little bit. And he said, I think, that it's not supposed to be a 3D CG film. It'll be a feature film, animated. Netflix regular Kenji Kamiyama is set to direct. People might know him from the New Ghost in the Shell series Mm -hmm. that went up on there. Um, He does a lot of work for Netflix. And then the writers worked on the Dark Crystal Netflix series. So that's that continuation that came out. So it's, it's got some good staff backing. I'm a little skeptical about the director just because some of his projects have been a little, like, more funny than necessarily, like, they were meant to be. Uh, mm. But, again, kind of need a trailer for it. Would be excited to see some some Bichy elves running around, maybe. Dwarves, that kind of stuff. Like, I like Middle Earth, um, and there's a lot to kind of plumb there for... For inspiration, but the director kind of leaves leaves me skeptical on that.
1: You're talking about the the uh, uh, the animation director Kenji Kamiyama. Huh. Yeah. You, but he he
0: directed Standalone Complex. That's like the last thing he did that's probably worth talking about, and that was a while ago.
1: Okay. That's yeah. fair. I've I've had I've seen Standalone Complex. I saw Eden of the East. I still don't know what Eden of the East was really <laughs> trying to do. To this day, I I just I liked it while I was watching
0: it, but I remember walking away. But thinking, I want to had fans what when it I aired. Trying too. to say,
1: no, it yeah. has a lot of fans. Um, yeah,
0: but I, I feel don't like know. everything like post that time period, like he's since moved on to do not nearly as interesting things. I think he's done some stuff with Polygon Pictures and mm-hmm. stuff like that for Netflix. They are all have been kind of like inoffensive, but not particularly. Bland. Yes. Yes. You can say bland. Bland. (laughs) But the script, the script writers could really pull it out. So we'll see. We'll see what that one. I guess I should also point out that none of these have release dates. These ones that we're talking about right now, like they, they haven't released uh, dates for them.
1: We're surprised that it took this long to get more animated Lord of the Rings content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not just anime. Yeah, I watched the uh, the old, old ones, the Rankin-Bass ones, as a kid. They were on TV oh. a couple times. And so I'd seen those and just, especially The Hobbit, not so much the the later ones. I mean, I don't think they completed the full trilogy, the Rankin-Bass ones, like they ran out of funding and it kind of just stops. But yeah, oh, um, geez, I'm excited. No. We haven't actually, I'm surprised, like, like you said, that we haven't seen a uh, Lord of the Rings animated content or something taking place in Middle-Earth. Another one that was announced is a space horror anime series, which already, you know means I'm intrigued, but all we've got is a key visual. It's called Exception. And see, that already looks kind of cool. Like, what is that? Kind of looks like a witch, sort of, you know, with the nose stuff, but also looks like it's made out of plant, like bark, even though I it's supposed to be- hair. Sp- Or hair. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's supposed to be space, but I mean, I'm not really seeing any outer space elements really coming in yet. So the character designs are by Yoshitaka Amano. Most people probably know him from Final Fantasy. He did, you know, does all the original character designs for that. He's a kind of traditional watercolor fantasy artist. Uh, he also did Giviate, but we don't have to talk about Giviate. <laughs> you know, that was, a, that was a project that had some promise but failed to deliver in almost every account. It kind of goes back around to the point where it's like a funny watch, but it's it's bad. Like it looks real bad. Um, mm-hmm. The writer has published had a few manga published, but all, all of them are old and out of print, so it's really hard for me to like gauge what to expect from from the series but just based on that. Um, and the director's new too. So. Yeah, and the director's new too. So yeah, we'll just have Starting to. A pattern. <laughs> Starting to see a pattern here. Yeah, you got to churn out that content. Get those uh fifteen seconds views that count towards your totals. Just throwing some shade think, at Netflix there
1: for that. I think these things might just sort of be, because think about it, these are either projects that aren't tied to a pre-existing franchise and thus you don't have expectations for them, or they're far removed enough from franchises. Like, like if the anime is bad, that's not gonna, if the anime, if the spin-off anime for Bright is bad, that's not gonna reflect poorly on that film. And similarly, yeah. Lord of the Rings is such a big monolith. It can afford to have like a bad spin-off movie here and there. So I don't know, it's, I'm getting the vibe that maybe this is just a chance for, for Netflix to throw money at a bunch of new and old animators, writers, directors to be like, do what you want and let's see what, what sticks basically. Cause you know, they can afford to do
0: that must be nice um yeah. but so, it's also a chance to own it for them too like if it does exactly. do really well you know it's their content they helped produce it they're not licensing it for their service so um yeah. and we're seeing that across the industry from streaming services trying to get on production committees for all sorts of things so they have a higher stake in the streaming rates for it um and sometimes right. that means that we're produ- things are getting produced in a Environment where there isn't really room for it. I mean, there's a lot being churned out, and staff shortages are high. So, all yeah, we'll see how these turn out. I'm I'm pretty tepid on m- most all of them. I mean, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, another part of Netflix Geek Week, they also gave a couple of hints or little reveals about stuff we already knew about, and that includes the live-action Cowboy Bebop. We now know that Yoko Kano is on board, which is great. They didn't explicitly say that she's creating new music for it, so it might just mean they were able to license like the old soundtracks, really so you'll be able to hear uh, those great tracks in the upcoming series, or maybe she's working on new stuff. I don't know for sure. Uh, it wasn't entirely, entirely clear. I'm just I'm just glad to hear Tank again. This inspired yeah. me to start playing the whole soundtrack again while I did chores around my house. It's great yeah, soundtrack.
1: at the very least, this film will have a, whether it's new music, whether it's a new music or old music, at the very least, this film will have a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I hope it's new stuff because it always goes above and beyond to like create these environments to record her music and give everything a specific flavor. So it'll be interesting to see her Oh, we'll be creating the soundtrack. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just rereading this. So it's probably going to be a new soundtrack. And it'll be interesting to see her go back and revisit an old work of hers. Because I don't think she's yeah. really done that before. So...
0: Yeah, no, not not to my knowledge. So it'll be, what? yeah, exciting to, see what, exciting to see what she brings to the table this time. You know, how they reference those old favorites, but maybe in a new way uh, or update it a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the series. I think they've, they've got a lot of great people on board for it. I know that live action anime adaptations are kind of like, uh, mm, but isn't the best, isn't the best, but this one, I don't know, this, this one could do it. And then also we're getting new Castlevania to spin off. So this one is supposed to follow descendants of the characters we saw in the original seasons, and it's set during the French Revolution. Maybe there'll be a cameo from Rosa Versailles. I don't know. That might be cool. Let's uh, let's make Oscar a vampire. That's why they don't hire me to write for Netflix. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, new setting, new place. Uh, one of the things that I thought was particularly interesting about it is Warren Ellis was. I don't think he's attached. I mean, that's not really a surprise, but he's not really attached. And neither is Adi Shakar, which I don't know why he wouldn't be. You know, I, as far as I knew, the original was sort of his baby, but yeah. maybe it's sort of moved into, you know, other creatives. Maybe he's working on other stuff. He's too busy. Who knows? Um, so they've just got Kevin Cold on there, who we, uh, Jackie interviewed. If you guys are interested in that, you can check out Amy News Network's interview with uh, Kevin Cold. It was right when the latest season was was released. So,
1: a lot of so interesting didn't. stuff
0: there. It's, yeah, I'm sure lots of people are happy about that one. You know that that series that is one of the animated series that, at least for older viewers, and Netflix has really uh, been successful with. So, gonna get I, some more of that.
1: I do want to say, as far as the the Castlevania series, real quick, I'm a little confused at the at the setting because okay. uh, Richter. I think they corrected this later on. Richter is not um, Trevor and Saifa's son. Right. Because there's he, like
0: hundreds of years between yeah. them. Right?
1: Yeah. The, the game that he stars in specifically takes place like hundreds of years after yeah. them. From the looks of it, the fact that it's going to star Richter and Maria probably leads me to think they're going to adapt the game uh, Rondo of Blood. Which oh, okay is probably one of the more most beloved games in the entire Castlevania franchise. And if they go past that, then we'll also get to see Alucard again because he's the main character in the game after that. My biggest sticking point is what are they going to do with the character of Maria? Because she was a little girl, oh. like a little anime, like literally a little anime girl fighting demons with like, her little cute animal friend. She was kind of a, the joke, easy mode of those games. Okay. And in a remake, they aged her up a little bit, but she was very much the. The Castlevania series has already established itself with this sort of hard edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder with Warren Ellis and other people not really on the project. I wonder how the tone will be if it'll oh, yeah. That's try a good to point. carry over all of that, or if they'll since it's a spin-off
0: slash. Successor, if they'll just try to go in a different direction. I hope it's the latter, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just have to see. I don't think they announced a release date for that one either, so it's just we're going to be waiting for information to trickle down as it as it comes out. And they did also update a bunch of release dates for series that they've been hiding yes. in Netflix jail. So here we go. Here's some of the here's some of the release dates. Uh, that Blade Runner, Black Lotus miniseries, I think it is, is coming to Adult Swim in Canada in the fall, which is really weird. I don't know why it, yeah. doesn't, it still doesn't have like a US release date. It's just got a Canadian one at this point. But hey, you know, let's let Canada have things first every once in a while. Why not? Um, the Gundam Hathaway film is coming to Netflix on July 1st. Also, if you're a Gundam fan and you didn't already know, they've put uh, like Char's Counter Attack, um, the original trilogy movies, and maybe a few of the others up on the service now. So We'll um,
1: watch them, really I watch
0: them because it, as far as I know, uh, Hathaway takes place after uh, Char's counterattack, so you have time to get ready to get you know the full immersion effect. The last part of the War of Cybertron trilogy is dropping on July 29th. The Eden Zero anime, which premiered in Japan last season by the creator of Fairy Tail, will finally be on the service on August 26th. And that new Shaman King anime... I know a lot of people were real sad when uh, Netflix got that one because we had to wait. Uh, from last season, that will also be up on the service on August 9th. And of course, the Anime News Network will have tons of reviews, coverage, TWIA, all that other kind of stuff. I
1: am um, very much looking forward to Eden Zero. I've I been, wonder why. I've been waiting on that, and when I heard Netflix got I'm like, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> this is an attack on at me sure personally. I was see. Exactly. They did it just to spite me. They're like, See this this guy, AJ, over in the corner doing nothing. Let's just ruin his day for a bit.
0: Let's just screw so, him. Yes, it's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that about wraps it for the crazy amount of Netflix news. Um, before we get to the 100th episode of My Hero Academia, I'd like to remind everyone that Anime News Network has new merchandise at kimonomerch.com. I'm wearing the Ringer tee. super streaming anime club. Wait, wait. There we go. Alpha EX I had to kind of lift it up there so you can see the full design. Um, super comfy, really cool. We came up with this logo and everything ourselves, and you can you can get yours there as well as on stickers and other things. So if you like my shirt, go to Kimono Merch. You can get one for yourself. We've also got some great hoodies up on there too. And oh, also some more exciting things. You want to sign up for the AMA News Network newsletter at slash newsletter It'll get you all the big news highlights right to your inbox. Ten stories each week, Sunday morning. It's your Sunday newspaper of anime. And uh, we've just debuted a a small return of a very popular webcomic that we used to run called Anime News Nina. Uh, We're introducing a new character. Her name is Annika, and you're going to want to meet her. If you head over to AnimeNewsNetwork.com, you can check out the first comic and get to meet annika we're gonna have six comics total and they'll be up monday wednesday friday she's got some neat surprises in store and you're going to be seeing a lot more of annika on the site so uh really excited is Vegas is girl. which who's best girl
1: annika is best girl go read annika. it it's very good guys
0: <laughs> annika's best girl you're gonna yeah wait till you get more of her personality on wednesday aj i think you'll really like her so yeah that's the up. <laughs> yeah, that's the updates coming out of Anime News Network that I wanted to share with you all. So, I'd also like to remind everyone before we get started that there will be no manga spoilers in the chat. And we're only discussing, disgusting. wow, that was, we're only discussing uh, episode 100 and things that have happened prior to that. So, no, no spoilers. And with that said, AJ, please give us a summary of the latest episode of My Hero Academia.
1: Oh, we're not taking a break? Or?
0: No, no break. I kind of okay. was doing our infomercial there in the middle.
1: Okay, no problem. So, yes, we finally hit My Hero Academia. The anime has finally hit the triple digits. We are in episode 100. And for 100th episode, uh, not all, things happened but we uh not not big in terms of like dramatic beats or or anything major more so more resolution from the end of last arc and some setup things but you wouldn't really notice them unless you were reading the manga which uh i'll get into in a bit after my summary but ostensibly episode picks off right at the end where we get a bit more resolution with um with the end of the exams between, of the contest between Class 1A and Class 1B, uh, where, you know, Class B still being a little bit salty, especially NATO, but uh, everything turned out, and we do get a bit more with regards to uh, Shinso, how he has officially been, they still have some paperwork to finalize, but he will most likely be joining the hero course uh, in the next year. There's a bit of a question of which class he'll join, but we quickly sidestep that and move on. But not before Mr. Aizawa asks NATO to come visit Aerie when he gets the chance. Um, fast forward, and we actually see the teachers kind of reviewing Shinso's Shinzo's work, deciding that yes, stuff is happening. We're gonna need a lot of here we're gonna need all the heroes we can get. And it looks like he he will definitely be. Moving on to the hero, course, and we get a nice little character moment between Aizawa and Present Mike where, confirming what we've been talking about before, Present Mike says, hey, doesn't Shinso kind of remind you of you when you were his age? And he's like, stop talking. And he just kind of walks away, Um, which was a nice little moment. Um, And then uh, I forget which order these things happen in, but ostensibly uh, we cut to... Deku and Bakugo sitting with All Might in the same room, that Deku is always sat in with All Might whenever something bizarre happens. Uh, just basically going over what had happened with Deku during the during the incident. All Might says he's never met any of the previous successors and he even says like the the my master's previous successor, she said it was a young man with black hair, so I have no idea the, the man you described in your vision is supposed to be. It must have been an even earlier successor. And that quirk, I've also never seen my master use it or anything like that. Um, so this is this is definitely something new and we're not even sure why, and we're not even sure why. And uh, Deku says, I don't know why either, but all I remember is he said, the time has come or the time is near. And I don't really know what that means. And then Bakugo. Says the thing on everyone's mind. Maybe it's got something to do with uh, all for one, because you know this power originally kind of came from him, and he was also able to steal and manipulate other people's quirks. So maybe this is an offshoot of that. And I do like that little moment where um, All Might's like leave it to him to kind of cut right through the the bull more or less and get to the get to the point. So they said they're going to be on the lookout for everything and. Bakugo even trains with Deku a little bit, throwing explosions at him, saying, like, you gotta be in a life-or-death situation to bring, bring He's it trying out. trying to unlock door. the rest of his powers. Yeah. yeah. And um, they're trying to figure out why it's not coming out, and Deku rationalizes that because, because the previous successor told him, like, you gotta visualize it, when Deku uh, last used Black Whip, he visualized, okay, this isn't a power I can use just yet, he self-consciously put like a lock on it so he has to relearn how to like visualize that lock and Mm. opening it up himself to he has to do mental training extensively to like get back in touch with that power on on his own terms more or less um cut to the next day nato ends up visiting ari and turns out aizawa wanted him to try copying ari's quirk so that they could see if they can understand it a bit more in the principles. And that's when Nato explains, uh, he's used this phrase before, he's like, oh, sorry, it's a blank. Um, and that right. gets into- Yeah, he said that when he, uh,
0: or he thought Deku's power was like that. Was I a heard. blank, he, yes. yes. And this also
1: yeah. confirmed um, that he did try to copy Deku's power, but it didn't do anything because as he explained, I can copy the principles of quirks and their abilities. But if the quirk relies on storing or containing power in a very specific way, I can't copy the power that's stored. And they use the example of fat gum where his quirk lets him convert fat into power, but so he can copy that quirk, but since he's not a fat kid, he can't convert his fat into a lot of
0: power. Oh, I see, I see, yeah.
1: So Aries uh, ability to manipulate time Must come from storing power in her horn because they even said like her horn got smaller after she used it during the overhaul arc. So um, he can copy the ability, but he can't store. And since he can only use the quirks for a short amount of time, can't exactly store a lot of power in that time to make full use of them.
0: Like, we don't really know. We don't know exactly what Aerie is storing either. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, like how exactly that works.
1: It hasn't been made uh, officially clear clear yet. I do want to say I noticed this little detail uh not until watching the anime. I didn't I didn't notice this in the manga. I love all of Aries' little outfits that she wears. Yeah. She's wearing a different outfit every time we see her. Nice little attention to detail that all of her outfits fully cover her body. Oh, right. Yeah. Because of all of the scars and cuts she probably has and it's it is enough to both make you realize, wow, this girl right, this girl's been through a lot. But yeah. also, I'm glad that she's happy now because she doesn't have to go through that anymore. Yeah. Um, and then that's essentially the first half of the episode. Uh, it, this episode is basically a bunch of self-contained chapters from the manga. And we get to the second half, which is basically Deku, uh, Todoroki, and Bakugo finally get their provisional hero licenses.
0: <laughs> that, it's like getting your driver's little- license at like 20
1: Basically, okay. <laughs> well, it's more like an extreme junior's license because they still need sort of a hero present to do hero stuff. uh uh-huh. So, and they make- So use they of to their... drive
0: with an adult- like... Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. so it's not, that's why they call it a
1: provisional license, not a full-on license. Um, and they make use of those right away within the first half an hour of passing the exam. Uh, <laughs> they immediately stop like a bunch of, like a, an organized- Purse snatching raid, ostensibly. Okay. Like we studied this route for months and like understood when there'd be no heroes and the maximum amount of of people on this uh, on this street. Can't believe you punks undid all of our work. And they like totally respect
0: the effort. I went into organizing a purse snatching enterprise and scoping out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just have. Todoroki okay, and Bakugo completely sweeping them. Uh, their leader had a, a quirk ability where he can manipulate carbonation specifically. So he's got like seltzer and stuff all That's over. That's cool, him.
0: actually. Like I, I feel like My Hero Academia never stops when it comes up, comes to coming up with new interesting like hero ideas, especially ones that would be great for fan art. Like, yeah. You could just, like, a, a soda hero, like, I already want to, like, I'm not a good artist, but I would still, I could see myself doodling, like, all right, so here's the Dr. Pepper version and the outfit that goes with that. Like, there's so much room for customization just within that that idea.
1: That's a good idea. A- any any artists out there, take that idea and run with it, please. The OC community from my academia has been, has been amazing. Yeah. Um, kind of coming up with your own quirk. I also like how he's able to... Um, like he could have easily said oh he can manipulate water or something but like yeah right. creative the the powers are so specific but they're so creative yeah and like you can still accomplish so much with that so uh Bakugo takes out all of the goons basically except for the main guy and he has these gauntlets that lets him shoot the carbonated water that he's that he stored but it ends up being too powerful for even him so it just flies all over the place and nearly hurts a woman <laughs> that bakugo what? saved he like all might went to go save her by covering her and then bakugo knocked the thing that was gonna fall on them out of the way and he's like are you trying to get yourself killed <laughs> um, i kind of liked that moment my biggest thing with bakugo is that his attitude doesn't really change that much but at least he's helping people in his own selfish way at times yeah. um and uh, Todoroki takes care of the takes care of the guy, and then the hero that was supposed to be on patrol, his ability is to slide. Basically, he's just electric sliding, slide. Kind of, yeah. He's just kind of sitting there like this and just sliding like someone pushed him on a wet on a waxed floor. <laughs> and his design, it, it bothered me in the manga, but I'm like, why does? What's other? He looks like Peter Griffin a bit. Oh no, like a, like the circular eyes and the big. Shin ish. Yeah. Um, so he basically commends them. He's like, oh, ha, ha, congratulations. You stopped a bunch of guys. Like, And you're so young, too. Like, Basically, patting them on the back. And there's a quick off scene thing where the gauntlets on the guy just break. And they're like, hey, didn't his gauntlets just break? It's like, oh, that's because he was using low grade black market materials, um, <laughs> which is a very quick response to something that he. I don't know why he would have known that um, because he wasn't there. Yeah. But
0: but yeah, maybe there's you know maybe he's just really tapped in to the counterfeit black market hero tech industry. You know, working hard to to shut down those eBay listings and
1: (laughs) maybe this is also like his area to patrol. I guess Mm so. Yeah, maybe he's seen him before. Probably. That's one, that's, that's one possibility, but, um, and yeah, the episode ostensibly ends with, uh, with all the kids back in the dorm, just kind of talking about how everything went. And And wearing cute sweaters. Yes, cute sweaters. Shout out to that one little cute moment where the kids want to go play out in the snow because we're getting close to Christmas time. Um, they want to go out in the snow and Sue's like hunched over on the couch and they're like, close the door. She's hibernating.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is a thing for people who didn't know that a lot of frogs do during like the winter season. Frogs and toads will bury themselves underground during the cold season. And they'll freeze to the point where they're basically dead. Mm-hmm. Like basically just completely dead. And then once they back- like
1: in mucus And like it hardens in some way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They just excrete a bunch of sliminess in the dirt. And then wait for spring to come and warm things up and then come out of the dirt. I've always wondered, this is completely like off topic, but people used to believe like science has come a long way. People used to believe that uh, things just sprung out of the earth, fully formed. Like this is early age of stuff. And I've always wondered, maybe they just encountered like a lot of frogs in springtime, like literally digging themselves out. And they're like, oh, maybe all life works like that. Anyway, that's an aside. People should oh. go look that up. I forget what that theory was called, but there was a there was a point in time where everyone just thought stuff just popped out of the ground fully formed. Um, it's a good theory.
1: And yeah. It's interesting. It kind of reminds me of um, when people were first theorizing where flies came from, oh. and they thought that flies came from meat because they flies Maggot. would always be found like maggots and stuff would always be found around meat. And it wasn't until a scientist I forget his name, but he like basically grabbed a piece of fresh meat, put it in a box, and let it rot for a long period of time, and no flies came out of it. So that's when they realized, oh, OK, they must be contained. coming from somewhere
0: else. Yeah, they have to come in, lay the eggs, come out. They can't just, yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. So it, it's, you're right. It is funny how, how far science has come. And again, little attention to detail like that I, I like. It doesn't have a big yeah. impact on anything. Although I, I will say, how does Sue get? How does Sue like go outside in the winter? Like, at all?
0: Maybe she covers herself in, like, um, you ever see those packs you can put in your pocket that are supposed to keep your hands warm? She just puts them all over her body. Just put them all over her body. Underneath her clothes. And then she can just stay warm while she's outside. She'd have to, like, change them pretty often. But they've got a pretty pretty long lifespan on that. So I was wondering what your opinion was. This is the 100th episode. Mm -hmm. And you would think that, you know, like, 100! Woo! You know, you'd want to come up... I mean, the timing didn't really work out as far as the arcs go but i don't know it just seems sort of like it was a fun episode but was it the 100th episode level no,
1: it, i i don't think uh maybe this is more of a western thing i don't feel like they focus on episode lengths as much as like like milestones like that as much as we do over here because especially when we go on the seasonal uh, when we go on the season, seasonal bend, basically. Like if you looked at the 100th episode of Hunter, Hunter, I'm not sure if like that was that was a big of a deal either. This is very much supposed to be a downtime episode. It's supposed to kind of be the transition between arcs. If this was the first episode of the next arc, I think that would have been a more impactful um, yeah. episode 100. Like you said, it's fun, it's fine. It's exactly kind of what all of us sort of expected. Except it also wasn't. So I was a little caught off guard by this when I finished the episode. Because I said this last time. I will apologize because I didn't know they were going to do this. Okay. Um, because I didn't because I didn't think that they would. I said last week, okay, we just have one episode of downtime, and then the next episode is gonna be when the when the next arc starts, and that's gonna be really good.
0: Like villain arc, villain arc. I got really excited for that.
1: I'm sorry. the next ch- is kind of another downtime like there's stuff that happens but it's not a impactful chapter and i was confused cuz i'm like wait a minute doesn't that happen later in the manga so okay. i checked and here's the thing um first off this like i guess i before this episode adapted basically like four to five chapters like oh, four okay. to five individual chapters um and you can kind of see like where the chapters break up like the whole thing at the bazaar with totoro and Pakoko that's two chapters. The whole thing with Aerie, that's one chapter. Um the whole like wishing them congratulations, that's another
0: chapter. Koshi really made people wait quite a few weeks before he got on to the next arc then. Yeah.
1: I like we we're compl- we're complaining a bit now, but like imagine having to wait like weeks like a
0: month and a half. Yeah. Exactly. That we would, we, we lost so two weeks worse. the manga readers lost it like a month and a half. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm glad that this was
0: past,
1: uh, like I caught this was, uh, the manga was already well past this when I was catching up with it, so I just breezed through it. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, in those chapters, there was other things interspliced with those chapters that was set up for the next
0: arc. Like little little tastes of what was to come. Yeah.
1: right? Like there's, so I won't go into specifics, but like there's stuff going on the TV, there's Good. stuff, uh, there's like a character or two that's supposed to be introduced and it doesn't specifically infer the stuff that happens here. But when you read it in the manga and when you see what the payoff is, it kind of makes sense why it's paced out that way. And here's the thing, the next episode specifically comes after the next arc.
0: Okay. That's weird. That is is weird. That is quite a bit of rearrangement. And so, but so is the next episode usually the downtime episode after the next arc and then so they're stacking them together
1: i guess it's it's also weird because during those during those during the next episode during the chapters that make up the next episode based on the preview because they're going to be doing hero interviews and stuff like that that stuff gets that stuff is not directly tied but it's kind of inspired by the events of the next arc so how do you
0: do that then? I so, don't that, know. so what that what you're telling me is at least making me think like, do you think there's a, s- a significant amount of maybe rewriting that's going to go on within the next arc since they're kind of moving things around? It. Okay, I think it's just maybe maybe they looked at all the chapters and thought,
1: okay let's let's move all of this stuff here because we're already still in like that downtime area and then just have all the dark stuff together. It can still work. Okay. Um, we'll just literally have to have all of those foreshadowing scenes kind of back to back to back. We might even see some of them. I'd be shocked if we don't see at least one or two of those scenes at the end of the next episode because then that would just be really pushing it. It's, it's weird because, like I said, the next arc takes place at the exact same time right yeah it's you said it
0: was it's concurrent to what we were yeah. watching so while they were doing their their uh training battling there was stuff going on outside of that outside of it. Um, yeah. with the villains and so i know we don't want we don't want to give away spoilers like right. X means this or what but could you maybe talk a little bit about some of the foreshadowing you don't have to say like what it means but it might be fun for people who watched the episode and didn't catch it to know like oh maybe i should go back and look at that or uh, yeah, I work?
1: can. I can mention there were some things were kept. Um, I was trying to hint at a little bit before, the gauntlets breaking. That's important. Okay. Um, and the fact that that hero specifically said that is important. Okay. But that doesn't get paid off till much later. Okay. Uh, but, but that scene is important during this arc. We were supposed to be introduced to. Ah, uh, there were supposed to be some broadcasts going on, essentially,
0: okay. like cutaways where they kind like, of like cutaways,
1: what? basically, like the like. Honestly, they could have started the episode with those things and not revealed much more. But mm-hmm. um, they were supposed to show like some people in those uh, in those broadcasts that do play a major role in the next arc. I won't exactly describe those characters or say to what extent, but like there was supposed to be some setup interlaced with this stuff. Yeah. Um, like I remember,
0: then, I remember. Gosh, it was actually the finale of last season had a little bit of foreshadowing in it too. And that was just stuff that I that I kind of knew from existing on the internet in the era of manga readers. But like, if you go back and watch what I believe was the finale of the last season, there's a really short scene that includes a broadcast like you were talking about. and also shows um, some books on display in a bookstore that mm-hmm. are going to be relevant to upcoming events. So yeah, they've been putting them in there, but it sounds like at least in the manga, there were more kind of being put in there than what we've seen in the anime so far.
1: Right. And I think that's more of an issue of they made it. It feels like they made a specific creative choice mm-hmm. to, um, to basically have those scenes happen later. Or I guess a better way of saying it is it because of the way time works during the season is going to be so weird because right. Linearly, it all still kind of makes sense. Um, there, is, I am curious how they're going to handle it because there is supposed to be a mention of the aftermath of the next arc, and that's sort of ties into why they're doing hero interviews.
0: Oh, okay, so yeah, so, they'll have to rework that then, that'll have to be reworked somehow because yeah, the interviews are coming up,
1: yeah, or they can still have it and then just basically do a flashback. Essentially, what I think might end up happening is what I thought was going to happen at the end of this episode because I was waiting because uh, because we do the end credits and I saw there was still a little bit of time left. I'm like, oh, okay, is this where the foreshadow happens? Yeah, and it's like, congratulations, Bakugan Todoroki. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this happened. I guess that's fine. And then I saw the preview. I'm like, wait, they're doing the Christmas episode. I thought that comes afterwards. And I doubled and I have the chapters right in front of me. I double checked and I'm like. No, that's supposed to come afterwards, like specifically. I thought the Christmas episode was kind of where they were going to end the season. Oh now I'm like, how are you going to changing this
0: now? I'm curious if we're gonna get if we're gonna get put on a cliffhanger, like at the end of like if do you think the arc will resolve or do you think they're gonna I think the arc will resolve.
1: I'm just not sure at what specific point. like what specific after point because there is i guess uh i guess the tricky thing is that there is sort of a what's the basically at the end of the christmas party Mm -hmm. something happens and i won't say until we get that something happens that does immediately lead into
0: the next arc so, and when you say the next arc, you don't mean like the one that after, we've been talking about, arc, but you're talking about yeah. the arc after, after that. This, yeah, yeah um, so so that would have to be reworked then, too, because otherwise yeah. we're getting way too far ahead of ourselves. Or they can just sort
1: of ignore it and, and like have it be brought up retroactively at a later point. The timing of everything isn't super important. It's not like you can't rearrange it and it won't work. Mm-hmm. I was just caught off guard that that's what they decided to do. And I think a lot of other people were kind of sitting here thinking, like, yes, yes, all you people that didn't like the last arc, fine, get ready because you're gonna you're gonna wish those happy days were back. And it's like we're so kind of in the happy days territory. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta wait. Just gotta wait one, two more weeks now and then. Yeah, I think
1: I'd be absolutely shocked if they End next episode without some kind of tease for the next arc. And now I feel bad because Jackie's gonna come back and be like, you you SOB, you promised me <laughs> that we would be at a different point at this point. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry, Jackie.
1: <laughs> I, I I renounce my uh my my hero expert guest pass <laughs> for this because I didn't know they were going to handle things like that it's uh it's interesting there is some interesting character stuff that is coming up um it is it is kind of in line with the stuff that we've already learned if anything if you want to look at it linearly um there is some stuff in the next episode that does work as a natural follow-up to the events of this episode specifically like with uh bakugo and todoroki um we see a little bit of it with like them being on the phone and stuff like that and practicing interviews that does tie into specifically what they did in this episode um but that's always kind of that's kind of the thing it's like when you read the manga you you realize this already takes place naturally right after that but the manga had already cut away to something else before returning to this point so i don't know if they did it as like for like pacing or if they want to end the season at a very specific uh point oh yeah there uh, thank you uh jd cole there is also a point where um i completely forgot text his, dad. Oh, no, he texts his dad and he's oh. like oh yes you're fine you're finally coming to me son where he basically says i want to learn how to use uh flash fire like you're saying i wish anyone
0: school. else could teach him
1: yeah did, sure. i'm, I'm okay many- with
0: him like like um you know, reconnecting with his dad and and them kind of starting over on that relationship, if that's something Todoroki feels like he should do. But I feel like Endeavor should lose his teaching privileges. Like, just not work with children. Well, he doesn't, technically.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's not a teacher at the school or anything, and he very much kind of acts like um, it's... uh, it's definitely one of those things where even before um, when he tries, like it almost became a part of his charm that he's not good with pit kids or people. Yeah, like, I remember mean, you, the yeah. last arc when he tries to be like, if you want an autograph, you guess it's like, oh, you're, not, you're not Endeavor. Endeavor would never be this kind. And I'm like, wow. I don't know if that's a good thing that you're revered for kind of being a bad person.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. I think they're trying to, you know, Walk back the abuse angle to awkward dad angle, you know, where which is definitely a character type where the dad's like, "So do you want to like throw the ball around in the backyard?" It's like, "Dad, I'm 20." Uh Okay, (laughs) well, I love, I love you, (laughs) or something, you know. Um, Which, sure, okay, but you guys went pretty hard in the other direction for him for a while, like, yeah, that's gotta be.
1: That's kind of it's kind of like with Bakugo. It's like you lean so far into one side, and you kind of do a good job of already painting this character as sort of unlikable in some ways. And then you, and I'm okay with you having them go through an arc where they kind of realize, oh, maybe that wasn't a good thing that I did. But it's you're asking a lot of the viewer when you've already leaned so hard into that side. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-five in the chat says Endeavor does take interns from yeah. The school. I, was... I don't remember that happening. I thought he only specifically wanted to work with uh, yes. Todoroki. Um, in fact, there's even a point later on where he he does a minor thing. He does get some students, and he's like, "I only wanted to work with Shoto," and I'm like, "Oh, okay."
0: Like got to, is this supposed to be post him being uh, number one hero? Like then yeah, he. Post. Okay, uh, so yeah. this supposed to kind of like post his like coming to terms with current
1: endeavor. Basically, I don't know.
0: Make him take an anger management program, and then maybe I just feel yeah. like like real world. Okay, real world, which this is definitely not, but real world is just sort of like he found out. It's not like we don't see this kind of crap in the news all the time. That like mentor to troubled children ends up being like horribly abusive in some way, number 5310. Watch their life totally cr- like it just feels like if what he did to his family ever became public in any kind of way, mm-hmm. like he would not survive um uh trial by by the public like at all. That is
1: absolutely true.
0: <laughs> I mean the only uh, way to get around it is that none of his kids or his wife ever publicly discuss what happened to them and forgive him, I guess. But I'm just saying like, it only takes like one person like finding out- whatever would it. not last on Twitter. No.
1: He would he never- He would last be canceled Twitter. so
0: fast on Twitter. It's a good um, thing he sucks at technology. Like, yeah, he sucks at texting. social media
1: and, yeah. and texting and line and all of, all of the, he's very much kind of the, how do you do fellow kids? Wrapped in a, like a very, very
0: angry, angry <laughs> man, basically. Um, yeah, it always like it's always awkward to joke about him. Like, uh, like humor yeah. humor is a, humor's a great way to deal with it. But for me, it's like you joke about him, and then I'm like, should I be telling a joke right now? Yeah, <laughs> I it, don't know. It's hard. It's, uh,
1: yeah, it's hard. it's hard. Humor is a good way to like cope with certain situations, but like, it's it, it's so. Like, we almost don't want to say the stuff that he's done because it's
0: so bad.
1: Yeah, and, like um, Carl in the
0: comments when he exactly, said they yeah. started so heavy. Endeavor didn't have to punch a five-year-old because he definitely punched a five-year-old. Did that happen in the mo- I don't remember if it was implied well, he, or... He he was, well, like, abusing Karoki, yeah. like, training him, basically. He did not really
1: pull any punches with him. And the way he just basically wrote off his kids and Mm -hmm. psychologically screwed up his wife and caused her to have a mental breakdown. And I'm very on and off, not even on or off. I'm very off about the whole quirk marriage thing because it's very, I think it's very much like supposed to be a harken back to arranged marriage for lineage thing, which I've never liked personally. Mm -hmm. I've had friends who were put in those situations and it's like, Yeah, it's, um yes, you're right. His his family, especially his like current eldest son still hates his guts and stuff. And Todoroki is still very much keeping an emotional distance. He's like- Very hot and cold. Ha 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 ha. Oh, shout out, my favorite joke in the episode was when Todoroki goes up to Deku and he's like, oh, so you had another quirk too. Funny, I can't. In his tone, you can't tell if he's being sarcastic yeah. or bitter or yeah. anything. It's like, oh, so when you told me to go out, you were also you were secretly holding back. That's interesting. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. Like, I didn't. Oh, because he,
0: he was thinking that he wasn't going to his full potential when they faced off at the yeah at the sports festival. So you, yeah,
1: his his monotone. It, you can't tell if it's a if he was just making an observation.
0: Or if it was or if it was the not udon, the noodle slurping moment. The noodle
1: were. slurping thing where it's like, like hmm it's like nice scar. And it's like because he can be sarcastic. And yeah. then and then when Deku kind of tries to explain it away, it's like, oh I think it's a mutation or an offshoot of my power or whatever. This is the first time I've seen it, et cetera. It's like, oh okay, that's interesting. He like just kind of accepts it. Without yeah much push and then you cut to bakugo it's like wow how can you be so sharp and so dense at the same time half and half past it it really is half and half <laughs> yeah and it's, yeah it's very much like it, I, I like that little more because it's true it's like he's supposed to be one of the smartest kids in class but he also doesn't have a lot of it, it, you play d and have you played d and d um, yes.
0: It's been all it's been a long time, but I did play it really regularly in my teens. It's
1: like he's got a high wisdom but low intelligence. Yes.
0: So I, I know what that means. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, that, that that was pretty good. But uh but yeah, next episode's the Christmas episode. And I guess another thing with timing, it'd be nice to have the Christmas episode closer to Christmas instead of literally the middle of summer, like the beginning of summer. Like summer yeah. officially starts in like a week. So yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the dubs. Uh, I do like the dubs shorthand for him, um, icy hot. I think that's funny. <laughs> like the Patch, yeah, yeah, the like patch. like the icy hot patch. Um, it's it's also less of a mouthful than hot and hot bastard. In, in oh yeah, that. Uh, I doubt like all of that could could mask the plasma. But you know, the next episode, it's I can. Now, unless they do a
0: massive, that is the final bit of downtime we are getting. All right, I'm writing that down. Okay. I'm going to send it to you to sign in blood, and then you have to send it back to me. And then if it's wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I promise, like,
1: with with my, I promise I will not fail you guys again
0: with this. Everyone (laughs) gets one. It's okay. 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 Lindsay
1: is nothing if not a merciful boss.
0: That's what I've been told. Oh. <laughs> also, that reminds me that Grant's review of Fist of the North Star will go up tomorrow for the manga because that gets released tomorrow. For anyone who hasn't read that before, it's great. Um, but he, people joke. I swear, I don't actually make people swear me their uh, firstborns, but I can't help that. Like, I just exude this aura of. Well, jokes are <laughs> you. Like I really really easy. in the chat. So. <laughs> All right. right. Well, yeah, I think that's it for episode 100 um, and 101. I guess we're, we're kind of in the calm before the storm. So we'll have to. Record. It's a long calm. Well, hey, enjoy it while it lasts. Right. That's what people keep saying. So, yeah, well, I uh, really hope nothing else happens.
1: This, this is me like looking up to whatever deity is watching and being like, please don't make me be wrong again.
0: Also, <laughs> please protect our superpowered children.
1: Like yes, please protect the good children. Like, yeah, that, that is like the final thing. Like the, this ep- it's it's we talked about this before. It's nice to see little moments where the kids are acting like
0: kids. Yeah, I did wish for kids. that. So this is also maybe partially like my monkey paw wish moment.
1: Well, you'll get the most of that next episode at the Christmas party. I think cool. I think it will be nice. I think it'll be wholesome. I'm just confused as to why why do it like that okay
0: <laughs> yeah maybe it'll all come out in the wash and we'll figure out you know what they, we'll at least for at the, the anime like, oh that
1: was brilliant but yeah yeah they knew kind of the downside to the weekly uh to, to the week weekly release schedule when it's based on a pre-existing material you can kind of see the changes in real time and be like oh okay why was that done like that and yeah. you can't
0: get your question answered until everything is done we'll see yeah. so uh we're also heading into the end of spring season, start of summer season. So I just want to let everyone know next week, still date TBA, watch our Twitter, uh, Twitter account, amy for full announcements of when we're going to do our spring or our summer watch along trailer party. Uh, there, I made the list of all the trailers, uh, last week and there are a lot. So, um, Kind of excited to see how those all turn out. If there are any particular that end up being nearly as good as spring season. This has just been like an excellent season for anime. Like no question. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see everybody again on Sunday. Reminder again to sign up for our newsletter at www.manewsnetwork.com newsletter. And to head over to Kimono Merch where you can get cool stuff like this t-shirt and lots of other cool goodies. So see you guys all next week. And thanks to AJ. We'll see you get the stuff. It's really good. I might have to buy some myself. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe.